Hey, what's up, everyone? This week, we're talking about how to get amazing podcast guests to come on your show. How to get those great guests that are going to get your show to the next level. Check it out. In a world where content is king and your reputation is your brand, how do you build a brand that matters? Welcome to Brands on Brands, a home for those that think different and push their boundaries. This is where branding that matters lives. Now, here is your host, Brandon Berkmeyer. Hey, 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 welcome to Brands on Brands on Brands. I'm Brandon Berkmeyer, your personal branding coach, and I believe that building a brand that matters today is the only way to thrive tomorrow. Appreciate you guys being here. Today, we're talking about how to get podcast guests, not just any guests, how to get the great guests that are going to set your show apart, get you to stand out. Um, Before we dive into that, if you'd like to refer back to any of these lessons from today's episodes, check out the blog at brandsonbrands.com forward slash blog. And also, I have a freebie for you guys, which is if you're looking for how to create content, how to take an hour of content and convert it into one month of content. For all you podcasters and content creators out there, I've created a step-by-step guide just for you all about repurposing content. Download it now at my free resources page at brandsonbrands.com forward slash resources. Now let's jump into the show. Brands on Brands. All right. How to get podcast guests. Now, getting great guests, as you guys know, is critical to building the reputation of your podcast. Why is that? Well, a great guest says a lot about your show. It tells people what kind of information you're going to be talking about on your show. It lets people know what kind of network you have, the kind of people you like to be around, and also sets them up for like, what level of expertise are we going to share here? Are we amateurs or that professionals, right? It's a lot of information uh, all gleaned by looking at, you know, what's the cloud of the guests that you're bringing on the show. It also helps beyond just what it brings to the, the image of your show, it also helps you build new relationships that can be the catalyst of your success. What do I mean? Well, when you're interviewing someone for an hour, you have a little bit of time before and after the show, but also that hour that you're talking to them, you are building a relationship. Whether you know it or not, you are establishing rapport in talking about the topics from your show with your guest. That guest has now spent an hour of time with you diving deep into the things that they really believe in and that they like to teach. And you were the catalyst for that. And that develops a relationship. And now you are more than just someone who they ran across in a room one day. Uh, You are someone that they have gotten to know a little bit better. So that's the start of a relationship that now you can follow up on, reach out to, check how they're doing, thank them for being on on the show, and start to create more touch points. You know, run into them at different places, at different speaking gigs, engage them on social media, you are now someone who has a different relationship with them than most people that come into their world, right? So it's a huge relationship developer. But what we're here to talk about is how to get these great guests on your show. But that's just why it's important. I want you guys to understand that because I think even when I started, I did just solo shows when I started. I did 30 solo shows and I deleted all of it because I got coaching and found out what the value of adding guests to the show into the mix is. Not only did it add uh, more variety to my show and make the show more interesting, um, but it also 
brought all these benefits that I just talked to you about. Not only was or they my my audience getting my knowledge, they're getting the knowledge of people who've been doing it a lot longer than I have that have written books on the topic and who've spoken on the topics of marketing. And I got to bring all that to the show. It increased the quality of my show. It brought more variety to my show. And it, it most importantly opened the door to all these new relationships that I have in the business. So I thought that was huge for me, especially if you're looking to maybe speak one day, getting people who are already speaking at the places you want to speak from a public speaking standpoint, you now have relationships with people who've already done it. You can ask them how they did it, or you can ask them who runs the show and, and use them as a referral to become a speaker. So it's a lot of benefits there. So the three things we're going to dive into today are how to build your dream 100 guest list, how to perform guest research, and then that oh so critical guest outreach, how to do guest outreach, right? So those are my three things for today. And let's start with the dream 100 guest list, right? This isn't a new concept. This is uh, something I've learned from lots of people. And I think Russell Brunson from ClickFunnels has a great explanation of this. But uh, what I think of it is just as if you're developing a guest list, right? Don't just write down the people you know that you think are easy to contact. Create a, a wish list and write down everyone that you think would be a great fit for the show, whether you think that they're achievable not or not whether you have any contact with them or not. Make a list of everyone that would make sense for the show. And you can organize this into three buckets, right? You can organize this into people that you know that are easy to get a hold of, that are in your circle, uh, you know, as the easy part of it. Then jump to the hard part and say, okay, who are all the people that would be amazing for the show, like the best top-notch speakers for my show uh, that are maybe hard to get a hold of, and write those names down. And then fill in all the names in between, the like medium, like you think you might be able to get to, but you have to like reach out or start a relationship with them. Or maybe from your top-notch guests, they're like in their circle of friends. You know, you want to talk to those people to maybe get the referral to your, your the highest people on your Dream 100 guest list. Make a list and just start at first. Don't like think of those buckets. Just literally write down every name that comes to mind that would fit because you're going to run out before you get to 100, I guarantee you. But write every name down and, ha you know, you have to set those goals up front. And why this list is so important is uh, most of us don't challenge ourselves to really get great guests on the show. So if you set this goal ahead of time, you write this, this list as just something to shoot for, you set those goals by setting them, you're giving your chance to hit them. If you don't set goals, how are you ever going to accomplish anything, right? So you have to set those goals if you hope to achieve them in the first place. And then Building that ideal guest list actually allows you to map out those goals and set you up to build a plan to reach those goals. Uh, now that you know what you want to accomplish, you can actually figure out, okay, uh, maybe for the harder people to get a hold of, this is a long-term goal that I got to build a plan for over time. So how am I going to do that? Well, I might start by getting involved in their world uh, and think that maybe in a year or two, I might have a chance to meet them in person at some point. Um, but you you set those things up. I'll go to events where they're at. I'll engage in their communities. I'll join their coaching programs. And at some point, I'll have gotten to know them enough that I can ask them to come on the show. But that's a long-term plan. Whereas the short-term people on your list, you can say, okay, who am I going to just reach out to directly or make a phone call or email or whatever it is? But you can build a plan now that you have them on the list. And what I would advise to make this a little easier for you guys is after you've written down your list, Here's the kind of people that I would think about for your show, okay? There, well, there's there's two kinds of people that uh, a lot of people that, especially if they have business shows or coaching shows, like to have. 
Uh, a lot of people we we think of like let's talk about people we know that are experts on a topic, or at least have been involved in a topic enough that they can talk smartly about it, right, or intelligently about it. And that's great. But what I would actually encourage you to do is say, okay, let me go beyond that. Let me think about uh, not just the experts, but let me also look at who are influencers in this space. Who are people that have taken time to build their own audiences who already have built-in followings and maybe have their own email list. They have their own ongoing show. Maybe it's a podcast, maybe it's a YouTube show. Maybe they have their own blog uh, that's popular. Who's been out there long enough that they already have people following them? And a great group of people that already is doing that. Uh, it doesn't have to be celebrities that are on like TV that are like impossible to get a hold of, but you can seek out people that are speakers who are at all the conferences, people who are authors that are writing books, like go to Amazon, check out new books and see what who's out there promoting a book. Because most people that are promoting books, guess what? They're looking to come on podcasts to tell their story to your small audience. Uh, re- look out coaches who are people already out there teaching something that they are experts in. All these groups of people, speakers, authors, coaches, have, you know, number one, they've already built an audience that you can tap into. But number two, importantly, they know how to speak on their topic. They've gone through the trouble of synthesizing all their ideas into understandable explanations. And most of them have already done PR. They've already gone on shows. So you don't have to train them on how to be a good guest. They already know it half the time, or at very least, they know how to talk about what they're experts in. So as opposed to someone who just works in a space that is a professional in a space, but not a speaker or author or coach, they're just a professional in an industry. A lot of professionals in the industry, and this was me included back in the day, I knew how to do my job, but it didn't mean that I would have made a good guest on a show. It didn't mean that I knew how to take my ideas and convey my perspective in a way that's interesting to an audience, right? So when building your dream 100 guest list, think about that. And if you do want to go after celebrities, like maybe start with like second tier celebrities, people that are uh, popular for something very specific, but maybe aren't bombarded with emails every day, you know, like find something that's maybe notable that the name would be recognized by your audience, but maybe they're not the hardest people to get a hold of. You can put those in your like middle tier, right? So that's your dream 100 guest list. And again, this is something you continue to update every quarter, every six months, every year. And as you knock people off your guest list, you can add more to it to continue to set those goals to grow your show, make it better. All right, number two, guest research. Uh, I talked a little bit about this already when talking about the Dream 100 guest list, but after you've made that list, you should be kind of ranking your guests in terms of difficulty to reach, as we talked about, you know, easy, medium, hard. And challenge yourself to get a little bit of each group and maybe aim for the middles also, because if you just get the easy, eventually you'll run out of the easy people to reach and you'll have not set the stage to bring in the harder people to reach on your show. What's great is, after you've started the momentum of getting people on your show, it becomes easier to get other guests because you've already got the people that you can look back to and say, I've got, I've had these great people on my show. You'd be a great guest too. Uh, or you get referrals and we'll talk about that. But start by grouping your, your list of people into different groups, easy and medium, hard, you know, rank your guests in terms of difficulty to reach. And then what I would do is map out the places where you'll be able to interact with them online and offline. This is the research part that is going to help you with the next section we're going to talk about, which is outreach. But you have to do the research first. You have to understand, do my guests that I'm trying to reach that I don't know, do they have shows already? Are they online? Are they going live online? Do they interact online in a place that I can jump in and engage regularly 
so that they can at least start to get familiar with my name or see my handle or see that I interacted? Do they have a Facebook group that I can join and comment and interact in the group on? Do they have something, an event that they're speaking at that I can go attend and reference? Do they have a book that I could read? Do they have something that I can take, consume, and engage with and be a part of their world, right? That's the research part of this all. And that's online and offline. If you're only doing this research online and you're never going out of your way offline, you are slowing yourself down. So if you have a chance to get out there in person and meet somebody in some way, shape, or form, or go to an event in person that they are at, that's going to be the fastest way for you to, to build this list and have all the starting points of relationships that you need to get your show off the ground. Uh, and to start building a long-term engagement and outreach plan. So start thinking, let me map out my year. Maybe you realize that the, you're a couple of like amazing guests for your show. I'll speak at like one event. And then you can look at that event and say, okay, who are all the other speakers at this event that would also be great people for my show? Who are the other people that are thought leaders in this space that are friends with this person? And what are, where are they speaking? And who are the speakers at the events that they're going to? Or who are the writing the books in these other spaces? Finding those connections is going to help you build your list. And maybe you're going to get to know people that weren't on your radar. You might find that there's a lot of people in your space that are industry leaders that you just had no awareness of. But now that you're doing the guest research, you're going to start to see their information more. Follow all them on all their social media so you can start to see where they pop up and see if they you think that they're a fit. But start building that long-term engagement now and engage in all their social media. And then that's your outreach plan. So the next is going to be the actual outreach, right? So the best way to get a great guest to say yes is to already have formed a connection with that guest. That's what I'm trying to teach you guys today. So the first time that they hear from you should not be an email saying, hey, I have a show you're awesome. Please come on it. That's not the first engagement. First engagement should be you saying, hey, this is great content. Thanks for putting it out. Or I love what you said about this on your last live. Or hey, I have a question. Or leaving a review on their book or on their podcast. Show up in their world and ask them questions face-to-face. Engage in some way, shape, or form. Uh, virtually be e- the easiest. I'll tell you, before I go to any conference, I reach out to all the speakers at the conference. I DM them on Instagram or on LinkedIn. And I say, hey, love this content article. uh, And I hope to shake hands with you if I see you at the conference. And then when I get there, even if they don't remember seeing that or they never saw it, I can refer back to it and say, hey, I did this thing. And I'm so glad I got to actually meet you in person. And it just builds a rapport that you were thoughtful and didn't just bump into them haphazardly. You put yourself in that place to, to meet them. And the other thing is to say, you know, when I actually was starting this show, I went to a conference called Social Media Marketing World, and I actually did these things I'm talking about. I DM'd every single person that was speaking that I thought made sense, uh, and I introduced myself. I went on there. When they were live on social media, I participated. I joined their Facebook groups, all the things. And then when I showed up, I wasn't a stranger. And sure enough, you know, not all of the 100 people, but like 10 of them were happy to say hi and knew who I was, or at least had a sense of it, or at very, very least were happy that I was already engaging their community and happy that I could refer to that when I talked to them. And then when I got to meet them and say hi and tell them who I was and just that my interest in them and my excitedness to meet them because of the cool things they were doing, then I could follow up with them. Either I can ask them face-to-face Or I could follow up with them afterwards in in an email and say, hey, so great meeting you. Send them a picture of us so they remember it. 
and then say, by the way, I have a show. And because of how you talk about this thing, I think you'd be perfect for my show. And now that we have that one-to-one relationship, they are so much more inclined to say yes than some random cold email outreach. So building those relationships face-to-face is huge. Taking pictures with people is huge. It's all a step in saying that you've invested in the relationship. And what I like to tell people is you have to like them first. If you want people to like you, you have to like them first. If you want to build amazing relationships with influencers, you have to put in the time to show them that you are engaged in their content first. So if you want them to like you, you have to like them first. If you want them to invest in you, you have to invest in them first. And moving on from that, I think the second best way for you to get guests on your show, uh, it's going to be a bit like a snowball effect. The second best way to get people on your show is to be, it's to have someone your, on your show refer the next guest. So anytime someone is introduced to you via someone you already know, it already breaks down the barriers to the, the invitation. In other words, it's not a cold outreach anymore. It's someone saying, hey, I met Brandon. He's great. I was on his show. I think you'd be perfect for his show, right? And how do you get them to do that? Is, is I think is a big question. Well, one of the things I like to do is when I'm actually interviewing them, you can build into the interview. You can say, hey, do you know anybody that would be a great fit for the show? And let them answer and see if they have anyone off the top of their head. If they don't, you could say, great, I'll follow up and ask. I'll ask again in case it's easier to remember later. But if you can get them to actually say the person's name right there live, it's that much easier because now you can re- reach out to those people and say, hey, you know, this person referred me to you. Or you can email them after and say, do you mind setting up an intro to that person you mentioned? And now they feel inclined to do that because they mentioned the person's name already. So take those steps to, you know, in-person get referrals because that's going to be such a quicker way for, instead of you having to be a stranger and introduce yourself. Now you've got someone breaking the ice for you and being someone who basically says, Brandon seems cool, go ahead and you know get to know them. So use those guests, take the guests that you have, and if nothing else, leverage them to meet new people. Every person you meet, every guest you have on a show should at least give you one introduction, should at least be a doorway to you meeting one other person, uh, unless they just don't like you or the relationship is just too disconnected, right? And it does happen sometimes. I'm not going to lie. Like there are some people that just, they give you their time because they are a professional, but they are so busy and so popular that they just don't have time to introduce you to their friends. And that's fine. That that happens. At very least, you'll be able to refer to them as clout for the, the next guest and say, hey, I, re- I, I got to interview these five amazing A-list people. And I think you would be such a great addition to this list. You know, you can use them by name instead of by introduction. But look for those referrals. If you can get them, look for them and ask for them specifically, live and in person. If you wait till email, it's harder for them to follow through. You might just never get a response. In person, when you're asking them on the spot, they'll usually try their best to think of someone that might be a good fit. And that that is the, the mo- main way you'll actually get a response. Um, I'll tell you, that's funny. When, when you get people, ask people to do anything, like it, inherently people are just not the best at following through and they have a lot going on. Uh, on low priority things. And guess what? You're probably a low priority. But when you ask them in person and you have them in the moment, they're very helpful. So use that time wisely. And then lastly, I think the third best way to reach out 
is directly one-to-one with a high-impact personalized message that aligns the show with the guest and demonstrates credibility. So I started to allude to this, but basically, if you're stuck with just your, your direct outreach, I either do one of two things, either email or direct message. I personally prefer direct message, especially on Instagram, uh, sometimes on LinkedIn, but specifically on Instagram or even Facebook Messenger. I like to send someone a message and say, hey, what's up? First name of person. I saw you speak or I saw you were a speaker at such and such event, or I saw that you just wrote this book and the topic of XYZ is something I'd really like to dive into on my show with you. I think it's a perfect fit. I've also interviewed guests such as one, two, three, four, five, and I will list five, six, seven, eight people that I know that they've heard of. How do I know they've heard of them? Well, either they're such a big name in the space that everyone knows them, or I've specifically gone on Instagram, looked at who they are following, looked at who this potential guest is following, Anyone that's got a blue check mark that I know has been on my show, I just list that person's name, add them to the list. That way I know that they know them. If they're following them, they obviously know them, especially if they're a big name person. So I just list all those names off. The more, the better. And that lets them know that this show is for them because I've, I am already interviewing people that they know and they respect, and they would be you know, considered one and the same with these people. And they're just part of that same list of people. So they want to be associated with that list of people. They want to also say they've been on that same show, that same stage. So third best way is to mention all these other people. I love doing it direct one-to-one via messaging on a platform like Instagram, if they use it. And I type each of these individually. I say, hey, you know, first name, I compliment them and tell them why I was, what I like about them or their, their information. I mention the guests I have on my show. And then I say exactly what I want them to talk about, exactly why that fits my show. And mentioning those guests demonstrates credibility of the show. And I I might even say, you know, uh, for season four or season five, I'm looking for for guests. And that also demonstrates the show's been around a long time. So that's my way of, in a way that I've worked with my coaches on, uh, of coming up with outreach for great guests. Uh, I think it's the easiest way because it's the most personal to get a hold of people, um, but try the different ways. And guess what? Over time, each of these things will get easier, but especially at the beginning, the more you can get face-to-face and into people's worlds, the better. And then as that moves on, then the people you've already met will become very easy and you'll move them to the easy part of your list. And then guess what? Your Dream 100 guest list will will get revised so that your hard-to-reach people are going to be even higher up. You're going to have to push even harder to find people that are, you know, even more amazing that you never even had a a hope to get before. You can now put them on your guest list. So that's the beauty of this is that you are now becoming this relationship creating machine that starts to have this amazing network that you can tap into and look back at and say one day, Hey, you know what? I want to speak on stage too. Hey, great guests. I'd love to come on your show, or I'd love you to introduce me to someone. And now you have this amazing network of people that really respect you because they've seen what you've done with the show over time. Because I'll tell you what, they are paying attention. A lot of them are paying attention. 90% are seeing like, what does this guy got going on? And they'll notice you, especially if they follow you after you've done a show with them. They see what you're doing on Instagram and whatever else. So if you're putting all the content out there and you're repurposing and doing all the things I teach you guys to get your show out there, uh, they'll notice. They'll notice. So 
Anyway, that's my that's my tips for you guys to, to guys today on how to get podcast guests uh, that take your show to the next level. Hope you enjoyed it. And by the way, if you haven't had a chance to listen to some of my ideas on how to get a show started, uh, and all the I've this whole season, season four, starting with episode one fifty which is about 10 podcasting ideas for beginners. I've been giving solo episodes that are all about podcasting and my tips on podcasting. So start with episode 150, check that out first, brandsonbrands.com forward slash 150, and then just go forward from there and let me know what you find useful. Hit me up on Instagram at Brandon Berkmeyer. Take a screen grab of the episode you like. Maybe it's this one and uh, let me know. And I'd, I'd love to comment and interact with you. And remember, building your brand is a journey. Tackle these little items each day and move forward. Hope these tactics shared today were helpful. Thank you guys, as always, for listening. And I will catch you all next time. You've just taken your marketing knowledge to another level with this episode of Brands on Brands. But we have plenty more ways to help you build a brand that matters. Head over to BrandsOnBrands.com for resources, as well as access to our blogs, videos, and exclusive coaching sessions with your host. Be sure to visit BrandsOnBrands.com.